Hello and welcome to Dairy Dialogue number 53 and as you can tell from the background noise I'm at Anuga in Cologne. Actually background noise could be anything, it could be at Heathrow Airport or a football game so you'll just have to take my word for it that the background noise is indeed Anuga. Fortunately you can't hear the rain. I'm Jim Cornell, editor of Dairy Reporter, and for a few days this week I've been at one of the biggest food shows around, and that's Anuga on the east side of Cologne in Germany. I think I may have finally got the show figured out. The last couple of times I've been here for the show, which takes place every other year, I arrive bright and early, and so does everyone else. So this time I arrived for the tail end of the show, and it's been a little bit quieter. Much of the business has already been done, and so the exhibitors even have time to talk to me. I guess it's a business event, it only makes sense they're going to try and deal with the business first. On an even brighter note, I've only had my foot run over once, and it was great to see a lot of old friends, and before they complain, I mean they've been friends for a while, not that they're old. Hopefully that gets me off the hook. I should point out that while I'm recording all of this in Germany, it's not exactly going out live, that would just be way too complicated for me to handle. So. Who did we talk to? Well, lots of people, but for today I've chosen four of them. We spoke to Silver Pale Dairy from Ireland, and Dermot Woods is their sales manager. Mark Denice, co-founder of Cheese Pop, is a Dutch company creating a popcorn-like snack from cheese. We talked to Soraya Jamais from the export department at French dairy cooperative brand Lactinoff, which has just launched some new ambient drinking yogurt products and with Stella Mavramati, Deputy General Manager of Papa Philippou Ice Cream in Cyprus, which really caught my eye because among their many products is a dog treat. And of course we have our weekly look at the global dairy markets with Liam Fenton from INTL FC Stone. I must say Anuga is pretty well laid out and Hall 10.1 is the one dedicated to dairy, but you can't just go there, of course, there are other places with dairy companies such as the Organic Hall, the Frozen Hall and plenty more, so lots of running around and I suppose in some ways it's good because you get some exercise and that's also good because it's a great event for samples, so no real need for lunch. Some of the interviews that we did will probably make it to next week's podcast and also in video format. Next week I will be at the World Cheese Awards and Forme in Bergamo in Italy. Not quite sure how I'm going to put the podcast together next week because the event doesn't happen until the podcast has normally gone out. Of course, we should also take a quick look at some of the stories that we featured on Dairy Reporter this week, and I didn't memorise these, I jotted them down so I'd remember, kind of like an auto-cue with a pen, real high-tech stuff. So, in the news this week, Dairy UK and the National Farmers Union have been venting frustration at the potential for a no-deal Brexit. Beth Newhart did a story from the National Association of Convenience Stores on convenience store cheese snacks. We had a look at the state of the dairy industry in Vietnam. Valio has launched an online sales platform. Fonterra has created a new position, that of Chief Operating Officer. Chobani's food tech residency is back for a second year and US Dairy is looking to expand in Indonesia. Agripore also has a new CEO and of course there are plenty more if you head over to dairyreporter.com.
So, let's get to Anuga. Well, I'm at Anuga, but you know what I mean. First up this week is a conversation with Dermot Woods, the sales manager of Silver Pale Dairy from Famoy in County Cork, Ireland. The family-run company is the largest independent ice cream manufacturer in Ireland and produces ice cream, sorbets, frozen yogurt and ice cream cakes. I'll tell you about the company. Um, we work for a company called Silver Pale Dairy. We're situated in Formoy in Cork, Ireland. Uh, we're a family-based company, over 40 years knowledge. Um, situated in the Golden Vale area of Ireland, which is in Formoy, where the river Blackwater. So it's synonymous with food production. Um, and we have a, a daily intake of dairy product. That's what, you know, because we're called a dairy, we make fresh ice cream. Um, but one of the recent trends which we're talking about here this morning is uh, vegan ice cream or non-dairy ice cream. So it's, it's proven to be very popular in the last 12 to 18 months. Uh, and do you, do you have your own brands or do you just produce for other companies? No, we produce for other companies. Primarily we would be considered a, a co-packer. We produce for uh, companies like Strong Roots. We're about to produce uh, a vegan ice cream in, in for food service which will go on sale in the UK. Uh, to one of our big customer a restaurant chain over there as well so it is but that will be under our brand as well but it's not a, it's not a retail brand that you'd be familiar with yeah. you, are you seeing lots of demand for plant-based yeah very much so in the last 12 months like it's always been there it was, it was always a free from or a gluten-free it started out people but uh and then three four years ago the trending was high protein low carb reduced to sugar but in the last 12 months, it's very people are ringing up all the time now looking, have you got a vegan ice cream? And it's not just a vegan ice cream, you've got to offer flavors within a range, which is why you've developed this range of salted caramel, um, vanilla and chocolate chip, mango and raspberry ripple, which is, you know, they're, they're exciting flavors. Uh, vegan has tended to be left to just do a vegan vanilla, and it doesn't taste, it doesn't deliver on the product. Um, so you just trying to introduce more more uh, value into the range, you know, to the product. Yeah. Is, is it just? It's not just Ireland that you sell to. No, uh, Silver Pay we would sell all over the world. Over sixty percent of our turnover is exported. First market we export is England, but we don't consider it an export market. It's more like a home market for us, but it is an export, and we hope we're still doing business there next month. Like we'll see what happens there. Our forest is, um, and we ship into mainland Europe, countries like Germany, Denmark, France. Only this morning we were talking to. Uh, a major very upmarket retail frozen chain in France and they're looking at launching a vegan product as well. It's funny that we were we started doing cakes with them this year and, uh, and we ship an awful lot into the Middle East as well. A lot of it's co-packing people like uh, Askin Robbins who make ice cream for them for in the UK you'd be familiar with Thornton's or uh, I can't think of other brands. Strong Roots now is another brand we started as well. Okay. Wei Hei was another ice cream which is a high protein uh, low sugar ice cream, no sugar added actually. Um, so you're seeing all these developments within the dairy industry. Um, Anti-sugar, sugar, there's a new directive as well from the English government this year where you've got to bring your percentage of sugar down per 100 ml. So that, you know, it's all feeding into the, people are more conscious about what they're eating and what they're putting into their body. And it's, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. It's are, th are those trends that come and go or once they're in, no, they, they, seem, they, I think they stay? They stay, yeah. Definitely the high protein one has stayed and Halo Top have blown that open wide open. Like in, space of four years they've gone from zero to 580 million dollars turnover which is phenomenal growth like you know so and then you see them in Europe now and they're just they're flooding the market with product like you know yeah. and how, how has the show been for you been here um, today hasn't been so good but the show has been good overall but that's the first time exhibiting at the show and it's uh, yeah it's been interesting yesterday was very good we got some good leads um, 
um, you know, context that we take away that we can work on for the next six to twelve months, and hopefully something will you know will bring to fruition. Mm. Um, we haven't, you know, you don't expect to write an order, but you expect to develop a contact that you you know lead to something. You know, yeah. that's what, you know. And it's been existing customers calling by as well. Yeah, that's right. And sometimes yeah. you have to come to a show a couple of times before people recognize you. Yeah, and they, you become established or they you know, trust you. You were here two years ago and they try something, you know. So yeah, because yeah, I guess there's quite, there'd be quite a lot of startups that just start up and then... Don't come back because yeah. they don't get an order. But that's not... You can't do that at this level. You know, you've got to... You have to stick at it, yeah. yeah but you've been around a while anyway. Company, yeah. We've been, yeah, as I say, we've been we're over 40 years. We set up by a man called Michael Murphy and his daughter is now the managing director so it's in the second generation and um, so you yeah, know it's a we've been there we've been there for a while and hopefully we'll be there for another long time as well yeah. please God. for the next 20 trends yeah hopefully yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of the very popular exhibitors at Tanuga and I use the word pop advisedly in the dairy section at least was cheese pop a company that makes a popcorn like product from just cheese it's partly because the booth is very attractive and also because of how different the product is Mark Denice is the co-founder of cheese pop uh, yeah so if you could just tell me a little bit about the the products because it looks like it's very different yeah we are quite a unique product we have uh, our product concerns pop cheese so there's only one ingredient and that's cheese what we do is we make this, this cheese crunchy um, and we can do this with a lot of kind of cheeses so now we have like Gouda, Emmental, uh, Red Cheddar, uh, the Goat, it's a new one, we are selected for the Innovation Award on the Anuga. It's quite a, a, a unique product uh, but this is something that you have to taste. I can tell all, all, all about it but um, yeah, it's something you have to taste. Right. And, and how does it work? How do you make it like a popcorn? Uh, yeah, of course, so everybody is, is asking this question, <laughs> but uh, that's our company's secret. And um, we spent quite some years in uh, developing this process. And, uh, well, I think it's perfect now and uh, yeah, people uh, people like it. Right. And, uh, our show is quite a big success uh, already now. Yeah. yeah, there's really nothing else like it on the market, is there? Uh, there are uh, some companies in the world who, who try to, to, to get it as good as we do. Um, and I think this is also good because um, the product um, is, like I said, quite new. Um, and, but that's also a risk because nobody knows this kind of product. So uh, for us, I think it's okay that there are more companies in the world who try to, uh, to, to make cheese pop. And so that uh, our customers all over the world uh, get used to the, to the taste of crunchy cheese. Yeah. And how how many you can do this with any any kind of cheese, or do you have to play around with it? Not every every type of cheese is, uh, is suited for for popping, um, but we find out that that a lot of cheeses are. So uh, our uh, product range is is growing rapidly. Yeah. Okay. And where where is it available? It's available, like I said, all over the world now. Uh, we are uh, we started. We are located in the in uh, in Holland. Um, and then we, in 2014, we started and we extend to Germany. Uh, and now we deliver the cheese pop in like 22 countries all over the world, also including the USA and, for example, Japan, South Korea, Australia. So, uh, yeah. Going well? It's just going very well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so you keep adding new products, it's just different 
variations, different cheeses that you yeah, make? Yeah, it's, it's, it's that. It's, uh, we have extra, uh, yeah, we call it, I, I, I don't like the word flavor, but because it has something artificial in it. It's only cheeses, so we speak of new types of cheeses that we introduce, but we also introduce a food ingredient uh, product and we call it upgraded, uh, upgraded cheese. Uh, that's uh, created cheese, but then dried. Um, and it's also as dry as cheese pop, and therefore it also has a very long shelf life, uh, even out of the fridge. And that uh, that makes it, uh, yeah, also in this business a quite unique product. Yeah, yeah we have uh, upgraded cheese has a shelf life for over more than two two years, and that's yeah out of the f out of the fridge. So ambient, that's yeah, that's. Yeah. I think no no other com uh, other company in the world uh, can, can make can make this product. And, and the, the the pop cheese pop is that, that what's the shelf life for that? Um, it's 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 longer than we uh, we, we put on the package uh, because we want yeah we want to give a fresh experience. And it's like 150 days after uh, production. Mm. Uh, that's for. Uh, the normal customers and the overseas uh, customers, yeah, we gave a 400 days uh, range shelf shelf life, okay. so a bit longer. Mm -hmm. yeah. Very good. Yeah. yeah, it's been been good at the show this week. Yeah, it's been it's been an amazing success. Yeah. yeah. Next, it's to Lactinoff, a brand of the French Lactunion Dairy Cooperative. The company sells around the world and launched some new products at Anuga, so we asked Soraya Jamé from the export department at the company about the launches. So, uh, we are here in Anuga to present a new range of ambient drinking yogurt. So, we have launched last year for the Cial uh, in Paris the ambient drinking yogurt in plain recipe. And today we are presenting in Anuka the new two flavors, one in strawberry and one in banana. So the range is fully uh, uh, long shelf life and uh, shelf stable. So you can uh, take it everywhere uh, very easily without any uh, refrigeration needed. Uh, you can keep it for 10 months, which is uh, quite convenient. And it's uh, very healthy, made from uh, fresh French milk only as usual. And also we have another range, very uh, new product that we arrange especially for Anuka for this launch. So it's uh, an exclusive pouch made from fresh French milk only also. So we have two types, two flavors, peach and strawberry, which are made from yogurt, fruit puree, and milk, which are very healthy snack to grab everywhere also, and two creamy desserts, chocolate and vanilla. They are more pudding style, I would say, uh, very healthy for all the family, uh, for all the people from three years and above. So uh, if you are looking for uh, snacking, for very healthy and convenient uh, dairy products to grab everywhere, just look at us for promise. And, and where are these available? What countries? So uh, today we are available uh, in more than 10 countries for the plane already. The first uh, container will be shipped with the new flavors very soon. And for these, uh, it's really a new range which has not done, has been done before. So um, it will arrive also soon uh, in our distributors uh, in the next month to come. So which is this for like Middle East countries? Or? So we have uh, already orders in the Middle East, in Cambodia, 
so we are mostly in West Africa and in Southeast Asia. Okay. So we, we will have also in Singapore. So um, if you want to have some more information, do not hesitate to contact us so we can uh, pass through the distributor and let you know where, where we are available. And, the, and the, the new products have a long shelf life too? Yes, so the these products, they are... So the two range, they are one year uh, shelf life. Uh, they are all uh, shelf stable, so it can be shipped in dry. Uh, and after, for the retailers, they can offer in dry section, but also in chilled section because the taste is more flavoring, I would say, when it's fresh. So are you going to be adding any more uh, different flavors or is that in the future? Yes, we are working on new flavors and also some uh, new recipes should come next year. So uh, we are working on that. Our R&D is working on that. When you're walking around a huge trade show, there's a lot of companies with a lot of similar products. How do you stand out? Well, colourful booths or big graphics, interesting props, they all help, as does the word new. But one thing that always catches the attention is interesting products, or unique ones. And one that really caught my eye and made me stop was some frozen treats. Nothing unusual about that, other than the fact they were specifically developed for dogs. Now, that's not all Papa Philippou ice cream from Cyprus makes. And to tell us more about the company, and those Max and Frieda dog treats, is the company's Deputy General Manager, Stella Mavramati. We are a Cyprus-based company. We're a family company. We've been, uh, our company was established in 65 uh, by my father and my uncle. Uh, we've been making uh, ice cream with fresh cream, fresh cream, fresh fruit since then. It's the same recipe. Uh, we believe that quality is number one and this is what we do. Right. Making quality ice cream. And it must have changed over the years. I've gotten better. It's better every yeah. year. Of course, we are changing. We are listening to the needs of the customers. Uh, we are changing, but uh, the basic ingredients are the same. We use the ingredients uh, from Cyprus, na all natural ingredients, uh, no preservatives, no colorings, uh, because this is what our customers, when they hear our name, this is what they understand, quality. Where do you sell to, outside of Cyprus as well? In Cyprus, we sell in Cyprus in all the distribution channels. In, uh, and uh, we sell in Greece, uh, we'd love to have uh, someone in the UK. Uh, we, we sell ice cream in Saudi Arabia. In South Africa, we are starting now. And we are looking for uh, partners that appreciate quality ice cream. Alright, is that that's why you're here? To yes, look we at are to find here because we're looking for uh, partners okay. for and ice cream. Right, and yeah, what, what um, new products do you have? Uh, our uh, newest uh, addition in, uh, in our the factory ice cream factory ice cream uh, products, we have the fat-free ice cream with stevia, and uh, we have the no sugar added ice cream suitable for vegans, vegan ice cream, and we have something for our four-legged uh, friends. Max and Frida, it's an ice cream for dogs, dessert for dogs, 
which is uh, made from coconut milk and coconut oil. And it's very healthy for uh, treat for dogs. And why is that available? Uh, it's in Greece, in Cyprus, and in Germany. Okay. Yes. That, is that a, is that going well? I would imagine it's very yeah. it's very different. It's yeah. We had dogs that were our family has all of us have dogs, so we love dogs, and uh, they are watching us when we are eating ice cream. So uh, we decided to make an ice cream for them. It took us three years to make it uh, success because Frida is my dog. She's a, she's a husky. She's very picky. So she had to be the <laughs> taster, right. and uh, yeah. So and, and I would imagine the dietary requirements are, sl are different yeah. to regular yes. ice cream. Yes, it's a different regulation. Uh, we get permits from another uh, EU legislation uh, department. Uh, it's totally different from uh, human ice cream, and it's it's for human consumption, and it's suitable for dogs. The ice cream. So people can eat it too? Of course. So what's next? Cat, cat ice cream next? Uh, what? Ice cream for cats next? Uh, next. <laughs> next, yes. They're, cats are more difficult than dogs, so yeah. yeah. It's you, going you, to be a challenge. Is something you would work on? Yeah, probably yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it's, a, it's a good idea. I've not seen anything like that. So. Yeah, and yeah. you do um, you do vegan ice cream as well? Yes, we do. We have more than uh, eight flavors of vegan ice cream. We make um, uh, ice cream for, from fresh food. We have uh, chocolate vegan ice cream, uh, and we're making now with coconut milk and coconut oil. And you do reduced sugar as well. I see some of them have stevia. Mm -hmm. With stevia, no sugar added, vegan ice cream. Yeah. No fat, no sugar. Yeah. Is that, that, has that been in recent years the trend for, it's for those? It's a trend and it's uh, gaining uh, market segments and it's, uh, the sales are increasing uh, very fast. And you're seeing that everywhere, like would, is in Cyprus as well? Yes. Okay. yes. In Cyprus, uh, it was it, it, the best sellers are vanilla, chocolate, strawberry, the traditional flavors, and then you have the fat-free ice cream, the yogurt ice cream, uh, the lactose-free ice cream, we produce also lactose-free ice cream from fresh milk. Uh, this is also one of our top sellers. Okay, and do you yes. have do you have different flavors for that would be in the Greek and Cypriot market? Do you have sort of flavors that are? Uh, we have Mastika, Hios Mastika. It's a special uh, Greek flavor. Uh, which uh, also it's like uh, in uh, some countries, not in European countries. It's a, it's a strong taste. Yeah. Uh, we have rose water ice cream, which is a traditional uh, rose extract. We get the aroma and from rose roses, rose petals. And lemon, our sorbet. It's from Cyprus lemons. The taste is very real and strong and it's all natural. We don't add any other uh, products in that. Has it been a good good show? Yes, it has. It has. Uh, different customers. For we have Every customer has a very special... They're not here for just ice cream. Everyone has a different need. Yes. We have vegans, we have non-dairy, we have uh, for lactose-free, for the, our lemon juice, 
each customer has its needs. So we listen to the needs and then in two years we will come back with new stuff. It's a cat. It's a cat. Yeah. <laughs> And now we leave the hustle and bustle of Cologne for our weekly look at the global dairy markets with Liam Fenton from INTL FC Stone. This week prices have remained relatively unchanged uh, from last week. However, uh, this does not reflect the change in sentiment that occurred during the week uh, here in European butter futures in particular for prices. There was a large trade event in Cologne, uh, Anuga, which kicked off uh, last Saturday, Sunday. Uh, the sentiment when the market opened on Monday uh, morning was uh, in futures was uh, was very negative for butter prices. Trade attendees were initially of the opinion that prices should go lower, and the futures market definitely reflected that. However, by the end of the week, uh, buyers had come back in, enabling some farmer programs to get their desired levels away. Uh, quarter four uh, was flat to slightly up at the thirty five seventy level. Uh, quarter one remained the same as last week around 3610, 3600, 3610 level and quarter two was probably down around 50 euros to 3650 but was also liable to trade around the 3700 level. Skimmel powder was much more muted during the week and, and remained unchanged really uh, despite quite a bit of significant trading, some of it on the back of the, of the milk hedges. Um, quarter four remained at the 2350 level uh, along with quarter one and quarter two which were also unchanged at 2390 and 2400 respectively. Whey was continued to be fairly well bid trading above the 700 level. Uh, buying seems to continue to come to the market uh, in Whey. Thanks Liam, hopefully catch up with you again next week. INTL FC Stone provides risk management and margin hedging programs and services as well as OTC hedging tool and M&A advisory services to the global dairy industry. And that's it from Anuga. Well, unless we use some of the other interviews on next week's podcast, which is a distinct possibility because I'll be in Bergamo and who knows what I'll get from there. But one thing is for sure, not much for next week's show as most of the action takes place after Friday. So I'll be editing the next one from Italy. I could be out sampling the food and the history, but no, I'll be editing audio. And of course, the forecast says thunderstorms the day I arrive. No changes there then. So until next time, I hope you have a great week and thanks for listening.